greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Hello and welcome to Winds of Change. I'm your host and Bible teacher, Keith McKenzie, and this is session six in our study on the kingdom parables. Uh, today we'll be discussing the parable of leaven, and um, that is in, found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 33, the parable of leaven. Okay, before we get this started, let's go ahead and take this before the throne. Father in heaven, we just give you thanks and praise. We thank you for uh, your word. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you've uh, given us so much. I thank you for today, and I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to uh, be able to come before your people and to teach them your word. And I just ask, Lord, you bless this time. Give us both eyes and ears that we might both see and hear what your Holy Spirit has to say to us through this. And in Jesus' name, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. All right. Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. If you have your Bibles, uh, flip on over there. And uh, this is just one verse we're going to cover today. And um, it will take us all of this half hour to get this, uh, this done because it, it, we have to build um, around this for what this uh, parable is speaking to. So let's go ahead and see that we have here in um, Matthew chapter 13, verse 33, the parable of the leaven. And uh, it says right here, And another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. Okay. <laughs> it didn't take long to get through that scriptures, did it? Um, we have three things here that we're going to take a look at in um, this parable. We're going to be looking at the um, leaven is one thing we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at uh, the woman also in um, explaining that and we're also going to see that um, the three measures of meal and uh, we'll take a look at each one of these things now as we've been going through our uh, parable studies uh, we've been um, highlighting the and, and it really will become clear in this because this um, particular portion of um, this uh, parable is um, it can be taught as uh, from a kingdom now and dominion theology. Uh, one uh, footnote uh, said, "At present, the kingdom of kingdom is not fully manifest, but at the consummation in the age to come, it will be known to all." Meanwhile. Um, so they're, they're looking at it as, um, you know, penetrating evil and transforming lives. 
you know, permeating uh, society. It, it is uh, discussed in, in some circles as, you know, the gospel is being uh, spread and hid in these three measures and that, you know, the, the gospel will spread over all the earth. Now, as, as our custom is here, we're going to let the Bible um, be its own best interpreter here. And um, so the first mention of leaven is actually all the way back at the institution of, you know, the Passover. And uh, when the children of Israel were being taken, um, God was delivering uh, them from uh, Egypt and Moses uh, from uh, the Egyptians in the, in the hard bondage and labor that they had come on. And so the Lord was instituting the very first Passover. And so we're going to go all the way back to Exodus chapter 12 um, and see that the, the first Passover is being uh, instituted. And so let's go ahead and uh, the Passover is instituted here in Exodus chapter 12. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, This month shall be your beginning of months, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. This actually splits the uh, civil year from the religious year on the uh, Jewish calendar, which is, we have some very uh, interesting teachings on this, and it is, um, from a prophecy standpoint of view, it is very important to understand God's calendar, not uh, our Julian calendar or uh, other various calendars that are out there. Verse 3, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household, and a household is too small for the lamb. Let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons, according to each man's need. And you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, and you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the month of the same month, and then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it, at twilight. These are all prophetic imagery of, of how the Lord Jesus was going to come on uh, Palm Sunday and then be examined and then ultimately be the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world for us. Verse 7, And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head, its legs, its entrails, everything. And you shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains until morning you shall burn with fire. This is all totally representing... Um, uh, our um, communion service now, you know, that Jesus said he was going to give us his body to eat. He's the lamb. And, you know, this all has a lot of prophetic imagery of um, the, the uh, temple service and the, the ministry that the Lord Jesus 
uh, perform for us to purchase uh, our eternal salvation. Um, but that's totally a very deep study for another day. Um, verse 11, And thus you shall lead it with your belt on your waist and your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and I will strike all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, against all the gods of Egypt and I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be assigned for you on the house where you are and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. See, that's where we get the, this Passover because of the blood. And it says, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall you be a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast unto the Lord. So this is the, um, the first um, of the feasts that the Lord is giving. Throughout your generations, you shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. Now, listen to this. This is what precedes uh, Passover. All right. It says, seven days. This is a feast of unleavened bread. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. And on the first day, you shall remove, get this, remove the leaven from your houses, from whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day. Get this very important to our study, that person shall be cut off from Israel. And on the first day, there shall be a holy convocation in a service. And on the seventh day, and there shall be a holy convocation for you. No manner of work shall be done on them. So these are uh, Sabbaths and Shabbats. But that which everyone must eat, that only, that only may be prepared by you. And so it goes on, verse 17, so you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. And in this same day, I have brought your, your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a everlasting ordinance. Okay. And it keeps going on. This is codified in also uh, Leviticus. Um, through the Levitical law in Leviticus 2.11, um, it talks about no grain offering which you bring to the Lord shall be made with leaven. Okay, Leviticus 6, uh, 17, um, talking about the offerings. Again, it shall not be baked with leaven. Leviticus 10.12, eating the offering, eat it without leaven. Beside the altar, for it is most holy. Now, we're probably thinking at this point, what is, so what's the big deal here with 11? And in our parable here in Matthew chapter 13 that the Lord is giving to us, remember that these are kingdom parables. And he's saying the kingdom of heaven is like, okay? So let's, let's look at this again. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 33. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was all leavened. Now here, 
as as I noted earlier, some footnotes talk about how you know the gospel is going to permeate the world and this type of thing. And and as we're seeing here, and I want you to notice that what the Lord is really telling us, okay, in in our very last session that we're going to do um, with this study, we are going to talk about um, the apostasy and the great falling away in the church and how this ties into how many people are beginning to um, put the gospel, put their religious differences aside, coming together in this ecumenical spirit and making very strange um, alliances uh, for political gain. And this is all coming from... um, Let's just make a small review here, very briefly. Uh, Time is brief. Um, Catholics in most Protestant denominations, okay, have a amillennial view of the millennium, which means no millennium. They basically believe that the millennium began uh, at the cross. It's spiritual in nature, that it's not an actual millennium, which is actually there is and it is outlined uh, in the book of Revelation we don't have time to get there but it's right towards the end of the Revelation it talks about how Satan will be bound for a thousand years and cast into uh, the bottomless pit and what goes on then is that will be the fulfillment of the Davidic um, um, the Davidic covenant and the Lord will fulfill that um, for the uh, people of Israel. The, the, this will be after the Great Tribulation. And the book of Revelation outlines uh, the Great Tribulation. And um, we will be doing a study on Revelation, uh, time permitting, uh, very soon. Uh, we're working on that at home. And uh, that will probably come on the heels of our study on why study Bible prophecy. But these people who have a amillennial school of thinking, um, they tend to think that they need to make things right here on earth. This is where you find the uh, Catholic Church um, began to uh, embrace this type of theology because they felt like that you know, for whatever reasons back then, but this is what started the uh, the papal wars. It began, you know, they thought they needed to take over for uh, the world for Christ, and um, this really began a very dark uh, history in church history. Um, also, we see people who are making alliances with um, people who are um, more kingdom now, uh, the new apostolic, um, Joel's army, um, the Rick Joiners that are out there, and you know, Newt Gingrich, who may be running for president in 012 uh, at the time of this taping. We have people, Mormons, and, and, and the commonality, and the reason why we even began this study was The common thread was they all, through their various belief systems, whether it's Catholic, Protestant, Mormonism, 
and other new age type of things is they believe they're going to set up heaven on earth. And, and the Bible honestly just doesn't teach that. And that's what these parables by the Lord Jesus talk about himself. So now we're going to get into, so what is leaven if it is not the gospel, if it is not the church spreading and filling the world? Because leaven, okay, is yeast. And it's what is put in bread to cause bread to rise. So Jesus actually uh, warns us about leaven. Okay, so here in our parable, he's saying the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Okay, which a woman took. And this leaven, uh, the Lord w warns us, if we just turn a couple of pages over to Matthew um, 16, Okay, verse 11, and the Lord says, he's speaking um, about the, he's, he says the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, okay? And, and the, the uh, Pharisees came testing the Lord Jesus. And in, in Matthew chapter 16, okay, it says, Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him, asked him, that he would show them a sign from heaven. Now, remember, they just accused him back in Matthew chapter 12 of having a demon and because he healed a man and made him perfectly well on the Sabbath. Now, these hypocrites are asking for a sign over here in Matthew chapter 16. He answered and said to them, this is Jesus speaking, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. And this is where we want to, verse 5 uh, we want to emphasize what, you know, Jesus leaves, and now he's going to tell his disciples something very important, okay? Now when the disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread, okay? Remember, leaven is what is put in bread. Then Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have taken no bread? But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought, you have brought no bread? Um, and he talks about how they, you know, the Lord uh, had, in between these chapters, had fed the, the feeding of the 5,000. And what I want to illustrate is leaven is a biblical symbol of sin. Unleavened bread, like the Feast of Unleavened Bread that was given before Passover, okay, is a symbol of humility. Le something that is leavened puffs up the bread, causes it to rise, and the Apostle Paul in, in the Bible teaches that leaven is a symbol for sin. It is not a symbol for the gospel. The gospel certainly is not sin. Now, the, um, 
the Lord says here in Matthew 16 to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the, the leaven of the Pharisees is legalism. Okay? The letter kills, and we've discussed this before, the letter kills, and, and, and then this, their, their, their hypocrisy is, uh, you know, the Lord would say stuff to them. You, you strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. You know, they just weren't doing things uh, by the Spirit. And the sin of the Sadducees, the leaven of the Sadducees, sorry, uh, is liberalism. And in Matthew uh, chapter 22, verse 29, the Lord gives us a quick synopsis of liberalism, and it is the same <laughs> uh, thing we have today. And, and I love the way that the Lord does this. Only the Lord can make these quick little, um, you know, how he just takes something that can be big and complicated and we could have a conference all weekend over and the Lord can say it like in uh, two, two verses. So Matthew 22, verse uh, 29 uh, the Sadducees were coming and testing Jesus. The Pharisees did the same things. The Herodians did the same thing. And Jesus put them all to silence. But after this little test, Jesus answers and says to them, to these, uh, you know, Old Testament liberals, he says, verse 29, Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection... They neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, I like how he says this to the liberals. Have you not read what was spoken to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And he put them to silence. And he did the same thing with... Um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so the Lord Jesus, he's really um, helps us to identify here that the leaven, okay, in the parable in Matthew 13, verse 33, leaven here is sin. So there is sin in the kingdom. And notice now, we're going to take a look at the woman. The woman largely... Um, in the Bible is spoken over and over and over again is um, a lot of times it's imagery for, um, you know, the church and for, um, you know, God's wife who is Israel, okay? And here, this woman is being treacherous. Notice that it says a, a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole, till it was all leavened. Now notice here that she hid this uh, leaven. And that the leaven is sin. So she's hiding sin. So this is being done covertly. This is being done treacherously. And it says until it was all leavened. Now this, like we talked about last uh, time in the parable of the mustard seed, 
okay, in the parable of the uh, tares, you know, the wheat and the tares and how the, the tares were uh, sown while men were sleeping. Again, here we have another act of um, espionage and, and something being done sleight of hand. And in Jude, where we, when we get to speak about the, uh, the apostates, yeah, it's it talks about them like being a reef, something that is hidden just underneath the water to cause uh, people's faith to become shipwrecked, and um, also how um, the sin is, you know, just permeating the church, and that is consistent with what other, and we will cover this in more detail in the last. Uh, session when we talk about uh, how this all, you know, works together with the apostasy. So, you know, the woman here represents um, this particular woman is unfaithful. She's treacherous. She's like the uh, the whore of, um, you know, Revelation 17 that rides the beast, that rides this political world system. Um, also, we see, you know, the... the made reference to um, the Babylonian system. Jezebel is mentioned as a woman. And we talked a little bit last time about the Babylonian system and the tree in uh, Daniel chapter 4 and Revelation 18. Uh, Zechariah 5.5, uh, 5, there is a vision uh, that the prophet Zechariah has, and it's probably worth us... Uh, rolling over there and taking a look here because I believe this also speaks to the Babylonian um, system. Uh, let's look at this. Zechariah chapter 5. It's a vision of the woman in a basket. Now listen to this. Then the angel who talked with me came out and said to me, lift your eyes now and see what this is that goes forth. So I asked, what is it? And he said, it is a basket going forth. And he also said, this is their, get this, their resemblance throughout the earth. Here is a lead disc lifted up, and this is a woman sitting inside the basket. So we have a basket here with a lead cover on it. Obviously very hard, trying to keep this woman in the basket. And so verse 8 then he said, this is wickedness. The woman who's in the basket. This is wickedness. All right? And he thrust her down into the basket and threw the lead cover over its mouth. And then he, I raised my eyes and looked, and there was two women coming with the wind in their wings, for they had the wings of a stork, which is an unclean bird, According to the Old Testament, this is an unclean bird. We got wicked women. We got an unclean bird here again. And it says, And they lifted up the basket between the earth and heaven. And so I said to the angel who talked with me, Where are they carrying the basket? And he said to me to build a house for it in the land of Shinar, where it is ready, and the basket will be set there on its base. Now, the land of Shinar is actually after the flood, Noah's flood, is where the population began to, uh, you know, they, they began to settle in the plain of Shinar, and that's where 
the very first rebellion after the flood took place under the leadership, as we talked a little bit last time, under Nimrod, which means rebel. And, uh, you know, God had commanded them to, again, spread out, you know, fill the earth. And, uh, you know, as he had asked Adam and Eve to do at the beginning, and judgment came, and now he was asking them to do this again. Nimrod said no. The Babylonian system is set up at that time. And so this is, again, we're seeing that the leaven is sin, okay? And Jesus has mentioned the the leaven of the Pharisees. He mentioned the leaven of the uh, Sadducees there in Matthew 16. In, in another place that uh, escapes me, but he also talks about the leaven of the Herodians, which they had um, license. They were politically connected. They were into, um, you know, they were just into having, you know, everything they wanted. And so they had license was their sin. And we want to go over... And I want to show you now what these three measures of meal uh, represent and how this is to be, uh, f this is a symbol here of fellowship. And over in Genesis 18, um, Abraham gets a visit from three angels, okay? And Jethro, his father-in-law, had just given him some advice, and now... Um, Abraham is going to have a visit, okay? And so, oh, I'm in Exodus. Sorry, let me get over to Genesis. Um, Genesis 18, I was in Exodus 18. Trying to talk and flip pages here at the same time. Uh, Abraham's been given a... a uh, a promise that he's going to have a son as a very old man. And now angels show up, and I want you to see um, that it says here in Genesis chapter 8, Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mary, and he was sitting in the tent, this is Abraham, was sitting in the tent, in the heat of the day, and so he lifted his eyes and looked and saw, behold, three men were standing by him. And then he saw them, he ran out of the tent door to meet them, and bowed himself to the ground, and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant, but please let a little water be brought to you, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread, that you may refresh your hearts, and that you may pass by, inasmuch as you have come to your servant, and so they said, do as you have said. And so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal and knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took it and they tendered, you know, and he, so they make a meal. But this, when Jesus gave this parable, the original audience would have understood that the three measures of meal and the same thing happened to Gideon. He was, um, you know, visited by an angel. And so he did the same thing. He 
uh, also prepared a meal for this angel and made three uh, measures here, which is a symbol of fellowship. And so we have this sneaky housewife here, this woman, okay, who has been given the task, okay, of watching the fellowship, okay, and this person is hiding sin in the fellowship offering. Again, we see here in this another parable that this is an <laughs> this is another uh, you know rebuke on uh, kingdom now and dominion theology. Leaven is sin. The woman is wickedness. She is infiltrating the church and bringing sin into the, the church and in the, the fellowship of the believers inside in bringing sin to the church. And as we remember Jezebel, okay, in the book of Revelation, and we'll just close with this today because time's running out. Uh, Revelation, uh, first couple of chapters, we're talking about the corrupt church. And in Revelation chapter 2, verse 18, and to the church of Thyatira write, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. This is judgment. I know your works, love, service, faith, and patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. So it's not all bad news here. Verse 20, Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Because you allow, get this, that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce, this is the, the rub here, seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality. And as we've talked in the past, this is, this is that, um, you know, having fellowship with demons, okay, as Paul talks about in Corinthians. And he's warning this church, the church of Thyatira, okay, the corrupt church, because they let paganism, they let these, these ancient Babylonian pagan uh, practices in the church and corrupted the church and brought sin into the church by having fellowship with demons. And this is the sin and, and the leaven that Jezebel here represents also. So... Wrapping up this session, uh, we will get to the next session, but we have to uh, cut away here. This is Keith McKenzie. This is Winds of Change. Uh, you can stay up to date with us through our uh, iTunes account. You can find everything, all of our social media, Facebook, our YouTube channel, where we post our audio series, I mean our video series. And you will find all that at www.amos37.com. That looks like Amos, A-M-O-S, and the numbers 37.com. But that's all the time we have for today. Sorry I had to rush through that back half of the uh, study. But until next time, may God richly bless you as you continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Him. We love you, and until next time, God bless.